Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're live at the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. Well, we will be here until 6.30 tonight. And then we'll throw it to the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network, where will be the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss will be the host. He'll have on with him Saints Head Coach Dennis Allen. And his guest tonight will be Saints Running Backs Coach Joel Thomas. And then at 7.30, he throw it right back to second guest. Bobby J and I will take it till 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Alabama has come out running the football, had some success for a while doing it. It seems as though their drive sort of has stalled out. So we're about 11 minutes into the third, uh, 11 minutes left in the third quarter. Michigan 13, Alabama 10. Also want to shout out, we got Longshoreman in the audience with us. Him and his wife are here. So yeah, we got Mrs. Longshoreman and uh, Mr. Mrs. Longshoreman. Longshoreman. <laughs> yeah, Mr. I, and Mrs. Longshoreman. I, I, I tell you what, uh, we're going to announce that late in January, he'll be playing in Mandeville. Longshoreman is skilled. He could jam. He, he, could, he could play anything from Neil Young to Peter Frampton uh, and Pink Floyd. Anything. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I was so impressed. And then I said, to show you how good he is, go next time you play, I'm going to come to Mandeville and see you again. So, again, we'll, we'll make that announcement when it happens. But great to see you, um, uh, Longshoreman, and also his wife here. Thanks for the January 1st uh, gifts. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll make good use of it uh, somewhere down the line. On our uh, Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line, from the Louisiana Radio Network. Jeff Palermo covers LSU, covers the Saints, covers everything for the Louisiana Sports Network. And Jeff, a W today. And you talk about entertaining. If you didn't have a horse in the race, this would have been a game to watch. And if you liked offense, because neither defense could stop one another, LSU got to stop late. Thank goodness. Um, finally, got Makai Wingo, I thought, was a big factor in this game. Uh, Mason also uh, made a big play late along with Greg Penn. And, uh, Jeff, you and I have talked about this on some of the pre- and post-game shows. I think day in, day out, Greg Penn has been the most consistent player for LSU on the defensive side to football. Yeah, he's been very consistent this season, and it was nice to see that a blitz finally got home. It's, it, it, I think it's a little bit of a misleading number. They sacked uh, – 
Tanner Mordecai five times today, but it, it just seemed like he had all day back in that pocket to throw so many times. Uh, LSU defensively was never able to get him off his spot. I think that was one of the reasons why he had so much success today. He felt pretty comfortable, and then the, really the last two plays of the game, they come up with a sack, and then Penn on the on the blitz uh, gets home and uh, to to seal the game. And you know, Greg Penn has already said that he's coming back next season. And he wants to try to make sure that uh, you know what he, he wants to put 2023 in his rearview mirror and make 2024 the you know get LSU back to where it needs to be defensively. So I, it's it's good to have a veteran linebacker like that, but man, I tell you it, it was I, it, it's just been shocking to see the defense all season long and, and how they've just been gashed time in and time again and all the different you know milestones that Wisconsin hit today. I mean, they, Tanner Mordecai's only thrown six touchdown passes all season, and he goes out there and throws what four today, and um, it, you know over three hundred yards, and uh, you know big holes on the running game. It, it's just been very surprising just to see how bad LSU has been defensively. And I, I was thinking it'd be a little bit better today, considering Wisconsin didn't have its uh, leading rusher, they didn't have two of its top four wide receivers. But it didn't matter. Uh, you know, this LSU defensively just kept giving up big play after big play. Well, uh, Jeff, and, uh, you know, fans will ask me, they'll ask you, how can you stay uh, put? How can it be the same status quo? Uh, the defense, uh, uh, you know, we talk about defensive staff changes, what could possibly come about. And all I know is when you ranked 104 nationally in total defense, you're giving up basically 400, you know, 9, 10 yards a game allowed per game. Well, it looked like, even though they had a bunch of days to practice, it looked like the same defense, right, <laughs> that we win this yeah. all season. And that I'm, like, thinking, uh, look at Nussmeyer. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, look, opportunity to start. He threw it right under, like, uh, 400 yards. But uh, that continues, uh, I mean, like this. I mean, to me, and then I think a very entertaining schedule. We're talking to Wilson Alexander, Mike Member Saturday. Man, look, you got uh, at USC in Las Vegas. UCLA's coming to town, Oklahoma, Alabama. End, Alabama and, and, no, no, it, It's unbelievable. But I'm like, looking. if that defense don't get better, we might be a Wisconsin-type team uh, where you are hovering around 7-5 uh, and five in that area. Yep. You, you no, know, you're, you're right. they got to figure it out. And, and, again, a lot of these guys are coming back next season. And, it, uh, boy, I hope they can somehow convince Makai Wingo to come back, but I, I don't think he will. Um, hopefully, you know, if Mason Smith comes back, uh, he's the dominant Mason force comes in the middle back. of that defensive. I think yeah. Mason comes and back, they, I, but I think Wingo leaves. Just, yeah, just a gut, I, I be, gut yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, and based on the way I think Makai wanted to put one more good game on tape, and I think he certainly was able to do that today, but they got to figure out a way to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, these young DBs, uh, they, they got to play the ball better. They got to be in better positioning. It, it just never improved. It, it never improved. And I was, um, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking after 15 practices, like you were talking, Bobby, that they would, that they would look a little bit better than they have this course of the season. And, and they've had decent defensive games against poor offensive teams. You know, they held Mississippi State. Auburn never really had a chance against them, and I was kind of thinking that's what we would see here today. But Wisconsin 
just the, the first couple of drives. I mean, it's it's fourteen to nothing. It's just like you alluded to, Bobby, kind of like when the Saints get off to these slow starts defensively. It was very reminiscent of that. It, it was very tough to watch, and a lot of it just it, it's the lack of a pass rush, and it's it's young DB, especially at the cornerback position. Uh, I give Sage Ryan all the credit in the world. The guy was not uh, recruited as a cornerback, but he's out there trying. Uh, but he's getting picked on quite a bit. I mean, all these cornerbacks are getting picked on, uh, Ashton Stamps, uh, uh, wh- whoever it may be, and it, uh, th- they just got to get better. Uh, so there, there's got to be some significant coaching changes on that side of the ball. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, Jeff, that's what I was going to ask you because, uh, you know, whether it's dealing with the Saints or LSU and then, you know, fans, they're like, uh, if you don't live up to expectation, everybody wants to be a playoff team or a, a champion. And then they go, well, we can't stay, stay, stand uh, put. Uh, we have to make changes. So, you know, it could be like all of a sudden, I'm going to go even with the Saints. Let's say the Saints uh, beat Atlanta. All of a sudden, there's two more wins than they won last year. So Dennis Allen staying on board. Uh, but then uh, you change Pete Carmichael, the coordinator. So if I throw it to LSU, would that be a case? Uh, now, who does Coach Kelly trust? Do you keep the D coordinator? Uh, now, you're like, okay, well, the friendship and all comes about. You look at uh, Coach Pullian, uh, what ended up happening with that? Or do you go the positional route? Whether it's the DB coach or uh, how are we going to get the D-line better? Uh, I, I just don't think that all the defensive staff, the whole defensive staff at LSU is getting fired. That uh, whether uh, you're keeping the coordinator and he bring, uh, you don't keep the coordinator, then uh, the defensive coordinator has a, a lot of say in who he wants to bring in. Or if you keep the coordinator, uh, you change position coaches. Uh, what's your take on that, Jeff? I think they're going to make a move with the defensive coordinator. And maybe this is something that happens uh, naturally when the NFL season really comes to an end and then we start seeing the coaching carousel and then Matt House finds himself back on an NFL staff. And that may be the way this thing works itself out. I don't know. Brian Kelly said today after the game that uh, now he'll have the opportunity now that recruiting's basically over and the transfer portal window uh, is closed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they can focus. Now they can do a, a full assessment of their staff. They obviously got to make a decision at, as far as uh, offensive coordinator goes. But I, I, I feel like they're going to make a move at defensive coordinator. I think that's the biggest thing. And uh, you know, you obviously have Corey Raymond out there. Uh, do you bring him back? Uh, I, I, I think, you know, the the, um, the defensive line coach uh, that uh, suffered a medical emergency before the season. I, I have a feeling that maybe he might he might come now that he's he's back out there. He was back out on the practice field uh, during the course of winter break. Um, you know, maybe okay now that he, he's ready to go, he's healthy. Maybe maybe he's back out there, but. I think you're seeing significant changes, and I think it just starts with Matt House. I mean, uh, today, I I think just today kind of sealed the fate of that because you had so much time here to prepare for a a Wisconsin offense. Again, it's missing a couple of big pieces offensively, and, you know, the Badgers just looked like uh, (laughs) – I mean, this is a team that scored 10 points against Northwestern earlier this season. Badgers weren't good. Jeff, that was not a good team. I mean, I'm yeah, glad we and, won. And, and, but, yeah, they, they, and the way you, the way you watch the game, you, you, and for obviously a lot of us, this is the first time we're really dialed in and watching Wisconsin. Uh, you, you would have thought, you know, they're averaging 35 points a game every game. No, they're they're, they're one of the worst offenses in the country. 
A little bit better than the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, a little, well, you can't be any worse, uh, could you? Uh, but I give the Hawkeyes credit. Man, listen, to win as many games as they do with a defense and they got virtually nothing on offense. Man. No, that, 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 they're trying to get two or three first downs in a row. <laughs> and then they'd be happy. But they did get a New Year's Eve gift last night when the number one rated player in the state of Louisiana – who decommitted from Texas A&M, Dominic McKinley. He flipped his commitment. Now he's coming to LSU. And at the position, they needed the worst. I mean, uh, defensive line. So, Jeff, that was a big haul for um, Brian Kelly and his staff because you can't let the big man leave. I think those are the real skilled players of the world. Big offensive, big defensive linemen. And to get McKinley... To reconsider, now you're going to go to LSU, that to me is a huge get. And he's got a little brother uh, who's uh, will be a junior next season, and I think he's going to be just as good as him. So I, I think it's you know, if you get the older brother at LSU, there's a good chance you're going to get the uh, little brother coming too. So it may end up being a, a two-for-one in the end. But I agree with you, Mike, that's a big get, and they need defensive linemen. They need impact defensive linemen. Um, right now, they just don't they, they don't have that. So uh, they they got to figure out a way to. And you're right. You never really want, uh, especially a guy that's ranked as the top player in the state of Louisiana. You just don't want that person to go somewhere else, especially if they end up going to um, you know one of your biggest rivals uh, in Texas A&M. So I think that's a huge get for LSU and. Hopefully it pays off. Uh, hopefully um, you know, this this recruiting class, and I know with his commitment now uh, that, that probably you're looking at a top 10 class. And uh, You know, Brian Kelly talked a little bit about it today. Um, you know, these first two seasons was all about kind of stabilizing things. When he got here, there was just obviously 37 guys on the roster. And now that they stabilize things, they can start to build the depth. And hopefully that leads to some more impact players on the defensive side of the football. Now, uh, Jeb, looking on the offensive side, I think it's always whatever you've done for me lately and given an opportunity. I thought Nussmeyer was outstanding. Yep. I mean, uh, now, uh, you know, you got to, it's a continuous process. Uh, but I'm even looking at the next season. Uh, you might say, oh, what are you going to do at quarterback? I, he's the least of my worries. <laughs> I, I think Nussmeyer is going to be fine. Would yeah. you agree with that? I mean, I, I think he'll be fine. So. I would say so. I mean, you were obviously missing the the, the dynamic part. Uh, they struggled a little bit on third downs early when, uh, but I think you just you, you can't be fifty two percent. They were fifty two percent or whatever it was on third down all year. That's so hard to do over the course of the season, and for him to just expect him to pick that up. And what they were missing was his ability. What Daniels is able to do and run the football like he he's able to do. They obviously missed that a little bit, but. My goodness, uh, Nussmeyer is – I think that was a really good performance. The 98-yard drive, to, to have that as your final drive going into the offseason, I mean, what does that do for your confidence? I mean, that's that's got to be huge. Um, you know, you're going to be missing two, obviously, great receivers and neighbors and Thomas. But, uh, you know, Mason, Mason, um, Mason Smith was in, involved in a game a little bit more here today. And part of that might be because he was – he was banged up for a lot of the season, but you got him back for next season. You're going to have most of this offensive line back, uh, Kyron Lacey, and then some of these younger wide receivers, the Chris Hilton's of the world, Shelton Sampson. Maybe you get Aaron Anderson more involved. You get the, 
um, the transfer coming in from Mississippi State. So uh, it's you know, if you're an offensive coordinator and uh, or, or if you're a play caller out there in college football and, and you want to build up your resume, you should be shooting your resume to Brian Kelly tomorrow morning trying to get this job. Okay, because I, it, I, it doesn't. It doesn't take a genius to run this offense with as much talent as they have. What do you think will happen with Josh Williams and Logan Diggs? Josh has sort of indicated that he is seriously thinking about another year at LSU. You got a stud in the backfield, Caleb Jackson. Everybody knows it. Uh, but So what do you think will happen with Josh and also with Logan? Well, the fact that Logan Diggs uh, took the pads off during the middle of the game Maybe that's an indication that he's ready to make the uh, jump to the NFL. Um, or, you know, unless there was a, an injury there and they just decided not to push it anymore. We all know that he was banged up towards the end of the season. But, yeah, I mean, it, if I'm Logan Diggs, I'm kind of looking at this, and I know players are competitors and they always think, hey, I, I can I can be the guy. But he has to. <laughs> I, think, I think we all recognize the talent that Caleb Jackson has. And that is a guy that needs to be on the football field offensively for them next season. You know, get more than 50% of the snaps at offense. He, he, he could be a game breaker for you. So if you're Logan Diggs, this might be your opportunity to, you know, even though he's not the fastest guy out there, uh, you know, he's put up good numbers in college. He's shown that he's a quality college back. Maybe this is the chance for him to say, you know what, this might be this. This might be where I'm. Uh, my, my stock is probably about as high as it's going to be. Maybe this is the time where I need to go into the NFL. So uh, I think it's something worth uh, watching. Um, but uh, Caleb Jackson's a special kid. I think Trey Holly's a special kid. Um, this new running back they're getting in from uh, Texas he set all kinds of records over there. Um, so they're very good at that position. Uh, so I, I feel I feel pretty good about uh, you know what they're looking at over there. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Also, want to thank you for all the Saturdays you gave Herb and I on our uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Uh, always appreciate you and, and what you bring to the table. No problem. Thanks a lot, Mike. It's always a pleasure to be on the airwaves with you guys. Happy New Year, and uh, all right, can't wait for that uh, season opener against USC. All right, all right, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.